0: hallelujah you, glory thank you, thank you, God. praise God amen, amen. amen. hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. glory to God thank you, Jesus. I just love love that song thank you, Lord. amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. So, well he sure did repeat it a whole lot yeah did you get the message yet amen. God's good in the morning, in the evening, Thank you, Lord. you are good. Thank you, I love that, that scripture he's quoting there. I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord, or your goodness, Lord, in the land of the living. Thank you, Lord. I would have fainted because of what? Because of all the other things we see. I'd have just passed out, unless I would accept that I believed right. to see your goodness, Father, Amen. in the land of the living, thank which God. is right here, right now. Right. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Thank you, thank so we're going to continue our study today. I'm going to I'm going to preach part three of breathing life into your world, but I had the holy I had a Holy Ghost interruption this morning, I always love it when that happens, amen. I'm always available for it, right. amen, I like it when he does it, <laughs> amen. amen, glory to God, Thank you, Lord. and to every one of you that are streaming with us, um, welcome, amen. welcome home. I want to say it again. It came out in prayer a while ago, I want to say it again. This is a family meeting. Amen. This is not a religious meeting. Amen. Amen. I, I, this is a family meeting. This is a, this is a meeting where the family of God gets together, and we feed on the Word of God, and we drink of the Spirit of God. Amen. Hallelujah. That's our purpose. Amen. Amen. It's what we do. It's who we are it's amen. what we do That's right. amen? amen pastor Sherry and I've been having that phrase come around a lot lately and I like it it's who we are it's what we do That's right. why do you people pray in tongues it's who we are amen. it's what we do Thank Lord. Right. why are you into that faith stuff it's who we are it's what we do That's right. That's right. why do you believe in all that healing stuff it's who we are it's what we do why are you into all that devil casting out stuff? You know, that's kind of spooky. It's who we are. It's what we do. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Jesus said in John chapter 14, He who believes on me, Thank you, Lord. the same exact works that I do, he will do. Right. It's who we are. Mm-hmm. It's what we do. So we're no longer Christians, we're, we're no, this is no more church as usual, we're no longer Christians, we're no longer the Christian religion, amen. amen, we are the family of God, that's who we are. And we act like it, that's what we do. We are the body of Jesus Christ, the victor, King of kings and Lord of lords, that's who we are. Amen. And live in victory is what we do. There is no sickness. There is no disease. There is no lack. There is no poverty. There is no stress. There is no problem. There is no trouble that can detract us or distract us from being who we are and doing what we do, which is live in victory. We are a free people made free by the works and the blood of Jesus Christ. We've not just been cleansed of sin. We've been purchased. We're the purchased redemption. We're the purchased possession of Jesus Christ, of God Almighty in Him. Amen. And what we are to do is live free. That's who we are. That's not a Christian extremism. It's basic family of God. Amen. But if you're just trying to approach it religiously, you're already messed up. Mm-hmm. That's Amen. why things don't make sense to you. Because right. you're trying to filter everything through a religious belief filter. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 You know, I, I've been a Gregory all my life. That's right. I was born a Gregory. Right. Amen. Amen. You know, when... when uh, October 31st, 1954. Some of you don't realize the calendar goes back that far, but it does. <laughs> Amen. Um, when my mom and daddy looked at me, I, they, there was no doubt. They said, the, the people asked, the doctors and so on asked, what's his first and middle name? Because we already know what his last name is. Right. Mm-hmm. He's a Gregory. You know, I've not struggled one day in almost 67 years, I've not struggled one day with wondering, what's my last name? What family do I belong to? March 31st, 1989, Mm -hmm. 101 Brooks Avenue, Ligoti, Indiana, I got born again. Into the family of God. My name is Christ. We are the body of Christ. This is the embassy of Christ. What's that mean? The anointed one and his anointing. This is who we are. Act like him is what we do. Not because we're trying to mimic him, although sometimes you may need to. When your soul is haywire and your flesh is haywire and your spirit, you just go ahead and override your soul and you just go ahead and act like it anyway, even though you don't feel like it. That's good preaching. You missed a wonderful opportunity to shout hallelujah right there. Hallelujah. When your body's saying it's not and your spirit says, Oh yes, I am. When your soul says it's not, but your spirit your spirit's saying, oh yes, I am. I've not struggled one day since March 31st of 1989 of wondering, Am I a Christian? Am I a child of God? What family do I belong to? Who Amen. who who what is my what is my family name? It's Christ. You making yourself Jesus? No, he did. He made me that. I'm his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, and so are you if you're in him. That's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. I don't preach anything that's not in the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, You are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Amen. G O O D. You're not His workmanship created in Christ Jesus under struggle bus. That's right. Amen, Pastor Bob. Praise God. (laughs) Glory to God. That's right. And there's a whole lot of struggle bus going on right now. Come on. Amen. Amen. Do you know the devil's not any darker today than he was the day he got thrown out of heaven? Right. That's right. Amen. Amen. He, he's not any more evil now. There's no more of him. There's no more demons with him than there were the third of the angels that were assigned to him, Lucifer, that went with him, were thrown out with him when he was thrown out of heaven. Right. Amen. Amen. They're not any darker. They're not any more evil. They're not any more bad. Come on. Do you realize you're not dealing with anything more than Adam and Eve dealt with? Right. Right. Oh, but, no, no, no. Wait a minute. All that's developed is you have a whole lot more ability to hear about it 24 hours a day, 60 minutes every hour, 60 seconds every minute, right. and to put it in your ear, put it in your eyes, and consume yourself with the junk of the world, right. with the right. darkness of the world. And it's your choice what you're going to look at. That's right. It's your choice right. what you're going to feed into your soul. That's Amen. Right. Because all this junk, there, it's been going on since the beginning. Right. Yeah. Amen. Well, there sure is a lot more man- No, there's not. When Adam and Eve were created, think, think about this a minute. When God created the earth, it was utter darkness and void. Right. That's dark, baby. Yep. Amen. That is zero light and no form without form and void. Amen. We got, look, there's a lot more light than there was then. You tell me this is worse than it was then? That's what the devil would have you believe. Oh, you know, twenty twenty one. Oh, the delta is going to get you. I'm not worried about the delta. Delta, I got the alpha and the omega and everything in between. I got the beta. I'm not worried about the delta. You understand? Amen. Because he is the beginning and the ending. But wait a minute. I want to get back on this point. The world and the, the, the news cycle and the, the peddlers of darkness yep. would have you believe this is the darkest time of all. And you know the Bible says, now you, 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 you need to watch that right there when you hear somebody in that tone of voice, you know the Bible says, you need to go ahead and just stop listening right there. Unless you're in rebuke mode. Come on. And you want to be sure you rebuke clearly. Because you know the truth. And the truth has made you free. Amen. 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 You know, the Bible says, in the last days, it's going to get very dark. There's going to be a great falling away. (laughs) Really? Is that right? You you mean kind of like it was in Egypt when God made it dark? But there was light in the land of Goshen where God's people were? God's people weren't in darkness. Right. There was all kinds of darkness all around them, but they had lots of light. Amen. 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 There's a whole, can you say it with me? A whole lot of water around the Egyptians, but the people of God had walked through on dry ground. Amen. Right. And we have a better covenant based on better covenant declarations Come on. in the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank but the devil, have you believe that today it's dark, it's bad. Oh, it ain't never been this bad. No, the only thing that's bad about it is there's a lot more talk about it. Right. There, there was no, you know, well, I, 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 I want to say, there were, there were no darkness peddling news agencies. then, and there are now. Right. Amen. Amen. That little, I talked about it last weekend, it's still on my heart, man. That little thing you poke, you, you drag around with you everywhere you go, you're absolutely attached to it. Some of you got to clip it to you, some of you got to plug it in your ears and let it play to you. Some of you got it on your, on your wrist. I'm not putting down technology, it's great tools, but if you're using those tools to listen to darkness all the time, guess what your heart is full of? And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and Jesus said that, not Pastor Bob. So what you put in in abundance is going to come out your mouth, and it's going to create your reality. That's Proverbs 18, 20, and 21. But where I want you to look at today, and this is why I said he interrupted. I was going to go right to Proverbs 18, 20, and 21 at the beginning, which I think I just did. Come on. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 18. Well, uh, you know, yeah. Let's back up just a moment. Verse 17 says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory yes. or manifestation of light. Some some so many Christians are suburdened so down right now with their afflictions, it's heavy. They they look at what they're dealing with and go, oh this is heavy. Oh heavy. Heavy heavy, heavy. it's heavy. So heavy. Oh, Pastor Bob, I know you had never seen anything like this. It's heavy. This is the Apostle Paul writing this, who went through more than any of you have ever seen so far. Mm -hmm. And he's writing this saying, for our light afflictions. Do you think it didn't matter being beaten with the whip, 40 stripes, three times didn't hurt? Do you think it was comfortable being beaten and slammed in the inner locks of a prison with shackles on the ankles and the wrists? Do you think that was comfortable? Come on. And he called it a light affliction. What I'm trying to get to you right now, and we'll go, we're going to get to, back to the word in a minute, is to is stop being a weenie. Mm-hmm. Amen. I mean, the devil has been, and really... And a lot of demonic, oppressed, and demon-possessed people have been publishing a gospel that's not a gospel at all. They've been publishing not good news, but they've been publishing bad news and telling you it's good for you to know all this stuff. And it has filled the minds and hearts of many, many, many Christians that even though they may pray in tongues and shout now and then, they basically live with a heaviness on them. Right. A heavy affliction. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we all have them, Pastor Bob. You know, Jesus said, take up your cross. You know what Jesus said when he said, take up your cross? You know what he meant? Come on. Watch this. Most of you see yourself, have my cross. Right? <laughs> Ain't nobody wanting to agree with that, but you do. <laughs> Amen. He literally said, take that cross and uproot it and go shouting with Amen. it. Follow me. Praise God, your cross, wait a minute, is his cross. Right. His cross is your cross. Right. He did not, I know this has been preached strong. He did not tell you there is a burden from God coming on your life that you're going to have to deal with all the days of your life. That's why you were born poor. That's right. why you were born with a, 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 a generational disease. Come on. And you're going to have to bear up under it. It's your cross. How many don't even raise your hands? I know thousands that have been taught that in church by some stupid pastor. Well, he's not really a pastor. Some stupid weenie standing in a, in a box right. talking. That's just your cross to bear. To condition you to not really rise up and get rid of it. Come on. Right. To take up, the, take up your cross. What is your cross? Your cross is the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. You don't have your own cross. Right. You, you, you're not, you, you don't have to be crucified because one was crucified for you. Amen. That's right. He is your substitutionary sacrifice, and you don't need to be crucified. You. So you don't need to see yourself hanging on a cross or a cross hanging on you, right. your own cross. Amen? That's right. Amen? You take up His cross, you uproot that thing, and you throw it on your shoulder, and you go walking, marching victoriously, because the one that hung on His cross went to hell for you, and He overcame that, and He walked around on the earth and proved Himself alive after His death with no, bo- no blood in His body for 40 days. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then in front of 600 witnesses, lifted off and went into heaven. Right. Amen. And then sent the Holy Ghost, who is the witness within us. Amen. Aren't you glad for the witness? Aren't you glad for the witness? I know that I know that I know. How do you know all this stuff, Pastor Bob? Because I got the witness. I got the witness. It's not the Joe Covid witness either. Come on. You know, that'd be like those folks that, that, that some guy calls himself a president who's not is sending out to knock on doors and ask if you've been vaccinated. I'm fixing to put, have a commercial sign, a, real, a, a professional sign made for our front door. I am going to do it. Pastor Cher and I talked about it. That says, no soliciting, no surveys. I got a letter to me. It was handwritten, handwritten, it's typed on the inside, but on the envelope it was typed out. It was handwritten from a particular person in Evansville to Robert Gregory at my address. And I opened it up. And it was a personal letter, it had my name on it, from the Jehovah's Witnesses to attend their virtual assembly this year. If they were going to allow me to attend personally, I think I would have, been, I would think I would have gone. Because Jehovah ought to have one true witness there. Amen. But I'm talking about the Joe COVID Witnesses. That it say they're going to go knocking doors to make sure you're vaccinated. That's right. (laughs) That was my. Oh, not on my. No, not at my house. You you knock on my door, but if I put the sign up, it might turn them back. But I don't think so. So what's better if I just answer the door and talk (laughs) and breathe life into their world? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. There is so much junk going on that it can weigh you down and, and you and you can shout hallelujah, you can praise God, you can have a good prayer session, you can have a good time in the word, you can do those things, amen. And then amen. but then you've got this abiding weight. Right. How do you know this, Pastor Bob? I'm alive. Right. I have a soul, a mind, will, and emotions. I have a physical body. I understand. There can just be this weight. It's not the eternal weight of glory. It's a weight of darkness. Right. It's a weight of trouble. You know, you know there's things that you, you, you know that, 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 that you need to resolve, you want to resolve, and, and, you, and you know it's based on your faith, you know it's based on the Word of God, and you're working on that, but they're not resolved yet in manifestation. Right. And they weigh on you. They're undone. They're unfinished. Right? Right. Or so they say. Look at verse 18. While we look not at the things which are seen with the physical eye, but we look intentionally at the things that are not seen with the physical eye. For the things that are seen with physical eyes are temporary. That means they're subject to change. But the things which are not seen with physical eyes, but are seen with the eye of the Spirit, are eternal. That means they're never changed. Right. All right? Amen. What are we looking at? Are you looking at the things that are unresolved in manifestation? You believe for them. The Word of God says they're yours. You're praying. You're expecting. You're speaking. You're, con- you're confessing. And, and you're asking. And you're, and you're praising. And, and yet, are you with me? Yes, There's this weight, almost like this cloudiness of It's not done. That is a lie. That, right there, it's not done. It's not finished. That is the lie. That is the lie. Because Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. And God the Father said when Jesus' spirit and soul was in hell, It is done. Amen. <laughs> Out he came. Right. Praise God. Okay. You still with me? Yes, sir. So the, the, so the presence of the symptom is maybe a fact, but truth is a higher form of reality. Fact may be a real. But truth, which is the word of God, is a higher form of reality. Right? So the thought that comes to you, this isn't finished yet. It's not resolved yet. There's something more I need to do about it to get it to happen. That's the lie. Are you with me? That is the lie telling you there's something more you need to do about it. You couldn't do nothing to heal nothing anyway on your best day. You can't prosper yourself on your best day. You are not your own Savior. You're not your own healer. You're not your own prosperity agent. You are not your own Lord. Your Savior, your Lord, your healer, and your prosperer, your financial manager, has already defeated, destroyed the enemy, and destroyed the works of the enemy. So the idea that comes to you, there's something else you need to do. Keeps you trying to figure out what to do. And the, and the weight it's not resolved yet. Right. I'm talking about Christians now. I'm talking about word of faith, Holy Ghost, baptized, full gospel, tongue-talking believers that are working through things. And there's a little lie in there hacking on your faith. Telling you there's something more you need to do. I'm going to show you what you need to do in just a minute. Go to Romans chapter 4. Y'all right with this? Yes, sir. Amen. Anybody wanna want, a, want a refund for your ticket price? It's not the concert you thought you were gonna hear. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. Verses 16 and 17. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace, that's unmerited favor grace and unlimited power. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That's what grace means. Unmerited favor. You didn't earn it. And unlimited power. You don't contain it. You, don't, you can't contain it. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Say, that's me. that's me. Not to that only which is of the law, which would be the Jews, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. This is what God said to Abram, made him Abraham. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. Your father. Now listen, I'm talking to you about who you are and what you do. Your father quickens dead things. Amen. Amen. That's right. And he does it by calling those things that be not exactly as though they were. Yes. This is who He is. It's what He does. Amen. Thank Amen. Lord. Amen. Do you think for a moment Jesus is weighted down about the condition of the world or the condition of this area, this region, or the condition of your life? It's finished. Thank you, the work is done. What are we going to do? Well, I, to jump right to it, I guess I could probably finish right now if I, if I decided to. <laughs> if the Lord let me, I might be. You call things that be not as though they were. Not because you're a faith giant. Right. Not because you're a word of faith person. Not because you're supposed to have a good confession packet. Right. Because this is who we are. And this is what we do. Amen. <laughs> yeah, but, but I did that, and, and, it did, and things that, they ain't got resolved yet. <clears throat> what are you looking at? Come on. What, 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 what did you just tell me with that statement? You're still looking at the manifestation as to whether or not you've got it. Right. As long as you look at that, and the lie says to you, it's not resolved. It's a weight on you. It's not resolved, it's not manifested yet. What are you listening to? I'll tell you when I know you've got it. Praise God, I'm healed. amen, hallelujah. This body is whole, sound, and complete. I don't give a rip what any of the symptoms look like or sound like. I'm free, glory to God. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, but have you noticed you got stuff running out of your nose? Hey, in Jesus' name, I'm healed. (laughs) It's impossible for you to be in praise and heaviness at the same time. One or the other is going to win. And it's our choice. We can act like our Father who, who quickens dead things and calls things that be not as though they were. Or we can act like the world which carries the weight and the sin of the world and it becomes heaviness to us. It's a heavy affliction. Well, it's not really heavy, Pastor Bob. You know. Are you aware that it's there? Well, sure. Um, okay. What are you more aware of? Come on. Well, I know. I believe that. I, 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 I know you believe it. But faith has corresponding action to what it believes. Right. Amen. We breathe life or we breathe death. If, if you're walking around, believe me, I understand what I'm talking about. I'm alive, all right? There's some unfinished business in my life, but it's not, a, and it tries to be a weight to me. Come on. And I refuse to let it. Amen. Amen. I refuse to let it. Amen. Amen. I say it, there's several things. Amen. Amen. There's the ongoing work and development of this ministry that if I let it, could be an absolute to wear me down, bear and push me out of this thing in two days. Yeah. Amen. Amen. What am I going to do about it? I'm going to praise myself straight through forward. <laughs> I don't give a rip what things look like. If you, none of you show up, I'm not stopping. Amen. 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 I'm serious. Well, you think you can go on without us? I had for 30 some years. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Me walking with God is not up to you. It's up to me. Amen. Wait a minute. You walking with God is not up to me. It's up to you. Right. Amen. So, what are we going to do? This is still, I just did not intend to go here today. What are we going to do? We're going to keep letting the unresolved. Issue weigh on us? Or are we going to break forward in praise and call things that be not as though they were? Come on. And quicken. Quicken, quicken, quicken. Sickness, every sickness, every disease, every, every disease cell is a manifestation of death. Listen, I'm go, we're just going to get this plain about it, okay? You've got to understand what you're dealing with. Every diseased cell on your body is a manifestation of death. And you need to realize that. Right. The more you tolerate it, the more you're 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 allowing the manifestation of death to be on you, right. on your body. That's right. Amen. Amen. Yeah, but Pastor Bob, these you know these bodies are real. I know they're real. So is the Word of God. Yes, sir. So is the Spirit of God. And this is who he is, and this is what he does. Our God, our Father, quickens dead things. That would be like every cell of your body. Well, you know, wait a minute, wait a minute. Some of you are ate up with this lie. You can't expect to have a completely healthy body. I mean, come on, be reasonable now. Oh, so let's reason it out. Let's listen to the voice of our souls, which says let's have some reasoning and logic about this thing. You shouldn't expect to have every cell of your body completely healthy. That's not reasonable. It is to Jesus. Amen. And you're His body. Amen. And why are we listening to reason and logic anyway when the witness of our spirit is what we're supposed to be led by? Right. Amen. And that witness is to the Word and the Spirit of God. Amen? So... He quickens every cell of our bodies, amen, and calls things that be not as though they were. He doesn't call things that are as though they're not. So when you say, I'm not sick, that's not faith. That's, that's not the way it works. When you say, I am not, I'm not sick, I'm not poor, I'm not, I'm not depressed, I'm not sad, I'm not, and you're saying all that, the reason it's not working for you is that you're not calling things that be not as though they were. You're calling things that are as though they are not. Right. That's not what the word says. Amen. Is that okay? You got that? Yes, sir. When your body, when your checkbook, when your purse, your billfold, when your money clip, your savings accounts, whatever, your bills say you don't have enough. Your body says you're sick. Out of your spirit comes the declaration of who you are and what you have. Amen. And you call things that be not as though they were. Amen. My body is healed. Hallelujah. Thank you, I'm healthy. I'm wealthy. I'm free. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. So You think it'd work? <laughs> I have yet to build a house with one nail. Come on. You say in this one time, In fact, just about every house I've ever built a new house, because, I mean, I've shot a lot of nail guns, okay? (laughs) But I'm thinking about the days before that, I'd start out with two 50-pound boxes, two boxes, 100 pounds of spike nails, and a 50-pound box of number six cement-coated nails. That's 150 pounds of nails. There's a lot of nails in those boxes. I have yet to build a house with 10 nails. So you mean I just need to say it a whole lot. Here's how much you need to say that. Here's how much you call things that be not as though they were. Every time the thought comes to you that it's not resolved. Every time there's a weight on you that says... You've not got your manifestation yet. Really? Because I have it in here. You ready to go spiritual with me now? Okay, I'm going anyway. I'm going without Amen. you. You just watch. Amen. I possess it inside. Amen. I possess every provision that Jesus Christ has purchased for me. Amen. I possess it. In the Spirit, it's mine. Amen. It's yours. I don't have to wait for a manifestation in the natural to already possess it. Right. So when I be de- begin declaring, I am healthy, I, the spirit man, am healthy. When I begin declaring, I'm wealthy, I, the spirit man, am wealthy. Amen. When I'm declaring, I'm, I'm, I'm peaceful, I'm joyful, I'm loving. I, the spirit man, am peaceful, joyful, loving. Right. When I begin declaring and continue declaring, right. I'm free. I, the spirit man, am completely free. Amen. Yeah, but Pastor Bob, you're trying to change this physical body. Whoa, stop. Wait a minute. The breath of life coming out of your spirit in the form of words will change your physical body. It'll change your financial life. It'll change your mind, will, and emotions, your mental, emotional condition. This is, the, this is who we are, and this is what we do. Amen. Amen. Do you mean i got to do that all the time? No, no. You can go ahead and be weighted down with heavy afflictions and sick and poor. Right. It's your choice. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. But it's still me having to do something. Well, you're alive, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Amen. So you're going to walk by one of two things, faith or fear. Well, I don't want to sound like one of those faith, uh, you know, nuts, extremists. Well, go ahead and be fearful and, and, and sick. I, I, I can't get off this. This is who God the Father is, and He's our Father. He's our loving Abba Daddy. This is what He does. Amen. He calls things that be not as though they were, and what happens? They become. Because the breath of life, the word of life, creates. Thank you for your amazing uh, joy over that statement. But I'm going to say it again. The breath of life, spoken in the form of words, creates. I've rebuilt a lot of houses, remodeled a bunch of old houses. I like remodeling. It's kind of fun. Taking something that looks really bad and it's kind of junky, turning it into something really nice, but every one of them is a process. And Whatever condition, your spirit, soul, body, relationships, and finances, and I'm going to take the spirit out of that, so your soul, your body, your relationships and finances, whatever condition they've come to be in at this point in your life. Some of you need to remodel. Here's who we are and how we do it. We call things, we look at things that are eternal, that's in the spirit. We look not at things in the natural, which are just temporary. We look for the truth in the spirit because those things are eternal. And then we speak words of life which call things that be not as though they were. We bring it out of the spirit into the natural realm. Watch this. You will never possess in the natural realm what you don't possess in the Spirit first. I hope, you, I hope you get that I am not just preaching a good message today. You've got to possess it in the Spirit first. But once you, Because once you possess it in the Spirit, you've got it. Now the rejoicing can begin. This is why we get in the Word. This is why we study our Bibles. We study that covenant to see what has what God provided. What has my pa- Father provided for me? What has my Father, not just what does He expect of me, what's He given me, and what's He given me to do with it? Amen? Amen. This is not just an extremist word of faith message. Nope. Right. This is who we are. This is what we do. We're not moved by the natural realm. We're not moved. We're not, we're not weighted down. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I see too many people trying to speak words of faith when they haven't taken the time yet to possess it on the inside in the Spirit. Right. Amen. They believe it here in their head but they've not possessed it yet with their spirit by their spirit man believe it mental ascension mm-hmm. mentally ascended the word is true mentally ascended it's mine but you broke the fellowship with the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit because you're busy you had other stuff you needed to go do that day right. Come on, that week that month that year the last 10 years last 20 years last 40 years whatever busy have never gone into possession where you own it I own it it's mine it was given to me of my father this is my inheritance for right now and now when you speak out of that there's no doubt about what you're doing with it you're now speaking what you possess you're calling things in the physical realm that be not as though they were because you've looked into the Spirit, into the eternal weight of glory, right. into things that are eternal, and you're pulling out of the spiritual eternal realm, and you're speaking words of life, and you're removing death. Right. Amen. Every lack, every dollar of lack, every ten dollars of lack is a manifestation of death. Right. Lack, and poverty is a manifestation of death. Grief, sadness, depression are manifestations of death. Yeah. Yeah. Cut off from other people, manifestations of death. I'm talking about now in the, in the mental, emotional, physical, relational, financial realm. You all right with this? Yes, sir. Yeah. And what do we do with that? We, we must have individual, I can't do this for you. And you can't just get this at church. Individually, you must have a blendedness in the Spirit with God Almighty, your loving Heavenly Father in Christ Jesus, by the Holy Ghost, to where you know that you know that you know you've got it! I'm not trying to get it, I've got it! I possess it, glory to God! And now I'm speaking out of my spirit, I'm healed and healthy, I'm prospered and wealthy, I'm free in Jesus' name! And I'm happy about it. Glory to God. So I can be loving, I can be joyful, I can be peaceful, I can be kind of nice to be around. Amen. Why? Amen. You got it made, Pastor Bob. You're in good health. You know how that happened? It was a choice. Because I was not in good health when I came into this, physically, physically, physically. I wasn't in good health spiritually. I, that old Amen. man died. That guy was in such bad health, he died. Amen. Amen. I, I got his body and his soul. Glory to God. March 31st, 1989. Did I tell you about it? Amen. But when we possess it on the inside, then, 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 and only then can we call things that be not as though they were. And then we don't look to see did I get it? The evidence is what do I possess? Abram had no children, he was sad about it. God the Father called him Abraham and said, I have made you. When did God do that? The day before? You think God's calling it past tense because it's a day later? And God, oh, I did this yesterday, Abraham. <laughs> God called him Abraham from the beginning of God. Amen. Before Abraham was ever conceived in his mother's womb. Right. God called him Abraham. Amen. I have, watch this, my life's design for your, the plan of your, for your life is to be the father of many nations. I'm changing your name from Abram to Abraham. Amen. Call yourself that. you got a new name. Amen. Now Abram shows up, and, and they go, hey, Abram, how are you doing? He goes, I'm Abraham, and I'm doing great. Amen. Boy, now, they all knew that means father of many nations. Right. Oh, look at that. Abraham, you, Abram, you are nuts, man. <laughs> you don't have any children. You just called yourself the father of many nations. Noah had the same kind of problem. Right. God told him to build an ark, build a big boat. He comes and says, What are you doing, Noah? I'm building a boat. What's a boat? It's a thing that floats because water's going to fall out of the sky and it's going to cover the earth. <laughs> you, you've been to that Word of Faith church, Noah. You're crazy. You're just talking a good talk now, boy. There ain't never been water fall out of the earth, out of the, out of the sky. Right. Ain't nobody around here knows how to ski. What's a ski anyway? <laughs> Noah says, call it what you want. That's what I'm doing. You ask me what I'm doing, that's what I'm doing. And for a hundred years he called it that he was building a boat. But then he did something with his hands. Abraham for years, for years, called himself the father of many nations. Right. You mean i got to wait for years? No, that's old covenant. Right. Jesus has died he went to hell. He was resurrected. He walked around on the earth. He, sent, he went to heaven. He sent the Holy Ghost. And God himself lives in you right now. You don't need to wait for nothing. Amen. Amen. You've got it. That's who we are. That's what we do. And now we speak out of our spirits. And we call things that be not as though they were. And the earth has no choice but to obey the word of creative life who is God. We're not talking religious philosophy now. We're not talking uh, t- just trying to make it happen with our words. Do you understand? I don't know. I'm into, into examples, all right? This is the key to one of our vehicles. You can't see it. How many of you didn't see me drive in today? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying you don't believe I did, but you didn't see me do it. Raise your hand and show me. You didn't see me drive in today. Okay. Well, I have the keys to my car. Right. And I'm driving it home. Amen. <laughs> well, we don't see the keys. How many of you can see my car from right here, from right now? Can you see it? No, 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 no I'm talking about right now. Don't you go step over to the door. <laughs> How many of you can see the car right now? So you can't possibly say, we can see it, Pastor Bob. We see your car. No, you can't. But you know that you know that you know I have them because I put them in here, right? right. I showed them to you. Yeah. And some of you have watched me and Pastor Sherry drive up in that car many times, and you've watched us drive away in it, right? Amen. We didn't just drive out to the, down to the corner here and then get out and walk the rest of the way home. <laughs> right. Why is it so hard for the people of God, I'll t- I'm going to tell you why it's hard, but hold on just a minute. Why is it so hard for the people of God to put the word of God in their spirits, and they have it? you're not going to convince me I have to walk home because I have transportation and I got the key to it right here. Amen. And the key to your health, the key to your wealth, the key to your freedom, the key to your, your peace and joy and prosperity is in your spirit. Amen. Why would you let any symptom tell you it's not? Hey, come on. That's right. Well, it ain't going to work for you. That's a lie because this is who we are and this is what we do. We call things that be not as though they were. Now what's going to happen is, in a little bit, I could do it from here. Watch this. Can you hear it? Well, okay. It's not that loud. I better lock it back now. You hear it? That's right. It doesn't beep when you unlock it. Well, my truck does. Not this one. Point being in that the car responded from here with the use of the key. Right. Wait a minute, the car didn't have a choice, right. and neither does your flesh. It doesn't have a will. Right. Neither does your does your money. Money doesn't have a will. It does whatever you tell it to do. That's right. Amen. It's Amen. 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 a good example, isn't it? But I put my Bible on my coffee table or nightstand. (sighs) I don't have it with me. And now it looks like I'm walking. There ought to be a scripture in the Bible that says, look into the word of truth as into a mirror. Don't forget what manner of man you are, but go and be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. Amen. I'd put that in the book of James if I was writing the Bible. But the body of Christ says, well, you know, doesn't feel like I have a key. Doesn't, doesn't feel like I have a way to drive. It, this, 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 this sense of trouble that, all these news agencies and streaming feeds and all this, these, have you noticed how many more alerts and alarms there are on your cell phone now than there used to be? Yeah. No? One person besides me? Mm-hmm. Well, I have. I got one the other day I'd never seen before. It's a silver alert. Mm-hmm. I've seen amber alerts. Yeah. I got a silver alert the other day. I'd never seen that before. There's an older fellow looked about like he's about my age. And uh, he was missing in his truck. I think he was in a white truck because I kind of thought, hmm, that's interesting. Silver alert. That's a good thing. But I didn't look at that and see a guy that looked like he's my age, maybe a little older. He's got a truck. I got a truck. You know, he's a little older than me. He's a man. I'm a man. Maybe I'm missing I'm alerted. I'm alarmed. (laughs) I don't know where I am. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That could be me. (laughs) Oh, I got to tell a story I just heard last night. This is so funny. It's so good. It's so good. Tori, I'm going to tell this story. Her mama was, we were at a little get-together. And uh, her mama was there. And Tori said, yeah. Said, when, when, when me and my sister were kids, Uh, We'd get a little bit out of line, and Mom would drive us past the the children's home and say, You could live there. (laughs) I love that. I love the way you said it, because you could live there. Uh, they'd look, No, no, we don't want to live there. (laughs) Why would you take suggestions of the world? (laughs) And say, That could be me. Because you don't know who you are or how to do what you do. Right. Or if you know, you know it, but you don't do it. Come on. Now, I'm telling you, the time for playing games with this is over. Amen. This word of faith stuff has been around 50, 60 years now. As a, as a, as a, as a revival. That's right. The revival of the word of faith has been around for a number of decades now. Right. It's not stopping the healing revival that started in the early 1900s hasn't stopped either. Amen. Amen. But we're not to let these things slip, which we've come to know, but many people have never come to really come to know them. They know about them, but they haven't taken possession. Now, having said all that, I want to give you some, can I give you some examples before I stop today? Amen. I want to give you some examples of breathing life into your world from Jesus. J- Jesus is our main example, right? That's right. Yeah. Amen. All right, let's go to, um, I don't know, where we're going to go. If y'all are in the spirit, you'd know where we're going. <laughs> we didn't even have to tell you. I'll see you there. Luke chapter seven. Luke chapter seven. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Luke chapter 7, verse 11. <clears throat> this is an example of breathing life into your world in the life of Jesus. It came to pass the day after that he, Jesus, went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and much people went with him. Now, when he came near to the gate of the city, look. There was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Don't cry. And he came and touched the beer. That word beer means coffin. Now, right there, you've got to understand something. Say it with me. This is who I am. This who I am. And this is what I do right I'm going to be watching the next time you see a funeral procession and some of you right now are saying oh God don't ever lead me to do that <laughs> please Lord well that's a fair prayer but a better prayer would be to say I'd love to father but your will Jesus, led by the Holy Spirit, He said, I only say what I've heard the Father say, I only do what I've seen the Father do, right? So obviously Jesus had seen the Father do this in a living, ongoing relationship, fellowship with Him. He came and touched the coffin, and they that bore Him, the dead boy, the dead man, stood still, they stopped. The funeral procession stopped. And He said, Jesus said, young man, I say to you, arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he, Jesus, delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all, and they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen up among us, and that God has visited his people. Right. Say it with me, this is, this is who we are. This is what we do. Yeah, Pastor Bob, I, I, yeah, right, yeah, but, Pastor Bob, yeah, but, yeah, but, the badge of unbelief, yeah, but, that was Jesus, and and I'm, can I say it for you? I'm comfortable in my 21st century American cushy, disconnected life from actually having the Holy Spirit move through me to help somebody else's life, where it would actually mean me getting up and doing something right. I'll just pray mm. can I go ahead and finish your statement for you because I'm too lazy to do what Jesus does that's right. Right. now you can wear the arm brand that says WJJD or W whatever it says WWJD I don't, I, don't, I don't say that often no. because what would Jesus do doesn't matter because that's just religious imitation right. yeah. what does Jesus do in this situation. Amen. Because that's for me to do. Amen. What is he doing right now? Amen. Amen. Isn't that good? That's right. That's right. If you possess him on the inside, your, your, your spirit's either the temple or the prison of the Holy Ghost. Right. Your spirit is the temple or the prison of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. How do you, you getting on us again, Pastor Bob? I didn't intend to, but... I don't know, apparently you need to hear that. Luke chapter 8. Glory to God. Are you all right? Yes, sir. Luke chapter 8, verse 49. Now this is the story. He's already engaged Jairus. Jairus has got a very sick daughter at the point of death. Verse 49. While he, Jesus, yet spoke, there came one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, that's Jairus' house, saying to him, Your daughter's dead. Do not trouble the master. How many of you have, have had a hope or an expectation of something, and, and the symptom came, the, the, the report came, and said, That's impossible? Quit expecting it. Give up. Well, if some of you are not raising your hand, so if you've never been told to give up, glory be to God. You come up here and preach. I'm going to sit down. We've all been told, give up. It ain't going to work. Don't get your hopes up. Especially don't get your hopes up too high because then you're going to really be disappointed when this doesn't work. Well, that's jacked with faith, isn't it? They came and they said, in the middle of this, Jairus has asked Jesus to come minister to his daughter, right. and Jesus said, okay. Got interrupted by a little lady with real faith, who put a pull and a demand on healing, got it. Right. And then Jesus turns to go with Jairus again, and these people come from the house where the little girl is and says, your daughter's dead. It's over. The situation you hoped was going to be turned around, it's too late. It's over. Stop bothering the master. Ratchet forward 2021, the church of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ. I know you're believing for that healing, I know you're believing for that prosperity. It's not going to happen. Stop praying about it. It's not going to happen. Quit proclaiming it. Back off. You sound like a fool. Stop troubling the master. Just back off. Give up. What do you suppose all this misuse of technology that's being used to bombard you with negative reports and fearful problems, troubling problems, is really saying to you, give up. You better go hide. You better just try to conserve yourself, try to protect yourself. Stop thinking about trying to help someone else. You better just get into protection mode. Amen? It's not who we are, and it's not what we do, is it, Pastor Glory to God. While he yet spoke, there came one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Your daughter's dead. Don't trouble the master. Quit praying about this. Quit talking about it. Verse 50. When Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not. Believe only, and she shall be made whole. When he came into the house... He suffered no, he wouldn't allow anybody to go in except for Peter and James and John. Wonder why? Because those guys had faith. Amen. And the father and the mother of the maiden. Wonder why? Because they loved that little girl. They, they wanted her whole. Verse 52 And all wept and bewailed her. Bless their darling hearts. They loved her so and loved that family. They're such sweet family and friends. They're just right there. Bewailing and weeping. Oh, how they cared. Don't doubt that. Doesn't do any good. When somebody's groaning, you just get in there and groan with them. All it does is magnify, multiply, and compound the groaning. Right, that's right. Okay. So I, I have to get a little agreement to make sure you're all with me there. And all wept and bewailed her, but he, but 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 he said, but he said, do you notice he spoke words? That's right. He breathed life into the situation. That's right. He said, "Quit crying. She's not dead. She's just sleeping." Amen. I love this next verse. I've lived this next verse. I live this next verse today. There are some people think I'm a raving ranting fool. but they're not my Lord. Right. Right. They're not my Savior, and they're certainly not my guide. They're not even my friends. Right. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. They knew. How'd they know? Their mind, will, and emotions, and their physical carnality, their physical life. Right. Their feelings and their their logic and their reasoning said it's over she's gone and they laughed the spirit man to scorn they scorned him with laughter <laughs> all right are you with me yes, verse 54 Amen. and Jesus said oh i wish you guys would just get over that and please help me here please help me oh i'll just okay i'll just cry with you what was Jesus' response? Get out. <laughs> See, these two guys that just answered have been in prison with me many times. And when we get ready to leave, we walk down there, we hit the button, tell the guards that we're coming out. Yeah. Right? We know that those bars hold folks in, but not us. Amen? Because even though we might be there, we don't live there. Amen. I love it. Those two, it's amazing, those two, out. <laughs> yeah. He put them all out. And and he wait a minute, take a look at that. I want you to think about this right now. Because you get a report that cousin so-and-so is in a really bad way and, and you're on your way to go pray for him, and then you get and then they say, It's too late. I mean you're actually one that got up and went after it. Come on. And so let's think about it. Twenty first century America. North America, United States of America. You know, we're polished, civil, civilized, right? <laughs> we think we are. And you get to the house, and you know in your spirit God has sent you there to raise her from the dead. Come on. And you get to the house, and all this crying is going on and bewailing is going on, and you say, hey, don't, don't, be, don't, don't be sorry, family. Don't be sorry, friends. She's not, she's not dead. She's just asleep. And you get start, start getting laughed to scorn. It would be real nice for you to have James, Peter, and John with you right there. Amen. 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 But if you don't, it would be real nice for you to have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost with you. Amen. Because Jesus had James, Peter, and John, but you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 And, and so here's what you do. You, you just came into your family's house, and they're all crying and moaning and groaning and carrying on, and so-and-so is back there, if not dead, just about dead, and, and just carrying on, and, and you just kind of secretly, kind of quietly make your way back to the room and leave all that unbelief being released, all that death being released in that house, and you're going to go back and work a miracle? Right, get them out. Thank you, Julie. Julie's caught it. Get them out. Y'all are going to have to leave the house. Well, who do you think you are? Just get out. In the name of Jesus, I command you to get out of this house now. Amen. You, father, mother, you come here with me. Who do you think you are to come into my United States of America, our, our family's home, and talk to us like that? God possessed. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Barkley that phrase Amen. Thank you. well I know you're preaching real good right now Pastor Bob but you know we're dealing with real life now and you might offend somebody you want to offend somebody or raise somebody from the dead Come on. if your faith offends someone you need to stay away from those people right. That's right. That's exactly right. wait a minute if, if, if you offending others causes you to have to shuffle back to dial back on your faith You need to stay away from those people. What's the response their unbelief has on you? That's the question. Because if other people's unbelief causes you to dial back, and some of you are so dialed back, you wouldn't consider doing anything I've talked about yet today in the presence of other people. You're already dialed back. All of society has you dialed back. Your family, your friends, your neighborhood, the people you work with, they all got you so dialed back, you wouldn't think about telling people to leave a building in order to heal someone. Right. You're already dialed back. You need to repent. Right I said you need to repent. Amen. That's why the Marxist-Socialist communists are taking over, trying, they're not taking over, trying to take over America because they think the church, they've got the church sufficiently dialed back. Guess what, darling? The remnant ecclesia is not dialed back. Amen. We're not dialed back. We're not going to dial back. It's your bad day if you get in our way. Amen. That's exactly right. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The body of Christ has come out of wheelchairs and driving tanks. Amen. Right. All right. Amen. I get off that. <laughs> He's put them all out, took her by the hand, and called and breathed life into her world. He said, Little girl, get up. <laughs> get up. Little girl, arise. Amen. Yeah. And her spirit came again, and she arose immediately. And he commanded them to give her something to eat. Amen. And her parents were astonished. Mm-hmm. But he charged them that they should not tell anyone that it had been done. Well. <laughs> now, there's a bunch of preachers nowadays that want to do this kind of stuff so they can tell everybody they did it so they get more places to preach. Right, that's right. Bad use. Yep. Bad use of the power. That's it. Amen. Amen. We're not, we're, there's only one person doing this. That's God the Father. Jesus said, all the works I do, it's not me doing them. It's my Father in me doing the works. And we can say it's not me doing them. It's Jesus in me doing the works, but I'm not holding him back. Right. Amen. Let's look at another one. John chapter 11. I won't teach quite as long on this one. It never ceases to amaze me how I look at that clock, and it says like 1039, and the next time I look, it says like 1123. <laughs> Pretty sure that thing skips. Amen. Amen. Luke, cha- what did I tell you? John chapter 11. John chapter 11. This is the story. It's not the story of It's the example of Lazarus. And let's go to verse 25 and 26, and we see Jesus here. Actually, verse 23, Jesus said to her, He said uh, Martha, He said it to Martha, He said, Your brother shall rise again. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Lazarus has been dead four days. And Jesus is headed there, and Martha comes running out to meet Him and tells Him, Boy, if you'd have been here, you could have kept Him from dying. Jesus said, Your brother shall, shall rise again. What did He do? He breathed life. He breathed life. He breathed life. Verse 25, uh, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. You believe this? Then you you read the whole story another time. I've got to show you some other stuff today. You look over at verse 43 and what happens? He told him to roll the stone away, but verse verse 43, he said when Jesus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come out of there. What did he do? He breathed life. What what life did he breathe? The exact life he had in his spirit. But he spoke words. But wait a minute, he also traveled. He had corresponding actions with his words. He didn't just sit back, you know, and he could have, Jesus could do this from anywhere. You could do this from anywhere. My point being, he's in a physical body, and his his example to us is he went where the situation was. He could have dealt with Jairus' daughter from where he was with the little lady with the issue of blood. But he's showing us that faith speaks words of life and then has corresponding action, which breathes, the breath of life, into the situation. Amen. Amen. What do you suppose it would have been like at Jairus' house if, J- if Jesus had stood back there where the little lady with the issue of blood got healed and he told uh, that g- guy that came out to tell, tell Jairus, don't trouble the master, he said, you go back and tell all those people to leave the house. Jesus is quite a ways off and he says, you go, you go tell all those people to leave the house. And, they, and they, they laughed Jesus to scorn. What do you suppose they'd done with that little messenger that day? He, You know, that Jesus guy down there that Jairus is talking to told y'all to get out of the house. Oh, shut up and get out of here. We're busy weeping and wailing, bewailing and crying. Get out of here. Shut up. We're not going anywhere. Who do you think you are anyway? Right? There's something involved with putting action to your faith. And the church, the body of Christ, got a hold of speaking words of faith Amen. and then got over in the ditch with it that all I got to do is speak. Right. And then all they did was speak and then wondered why they didn't get the action. Amen. I know, I lived through this. I lived through this, where the word of faith was just, you know, they, they call us name it and claim it, blab it, grab it. Well, we named it, claimed it, blabbed it, grabbed it, and we've got it. Amen. Amen. Because there's a whole lot more to name it, claim it, blab it, and grab it. There's a whole lot more to it go get it. Right. Right. Amen. Right. Do, you, do you understand God could have saved you? He could have given you eternal salvation. Amen. But He sent Himself in the form of Jesus Christ, His Sonship, into the human flesh. There was a corresponding action to God's faith. Amen. All throughout we see a corresponding action. It's speaking and doing according to what we've spoken. Amen. Glory to God. I don't want to tell them that, Father. Some of them are already half mad at me. Okay, we'll tick off the other half. It's amazing. I'm getting this from the Father. Because he said, I just heard him say, It's amazing to me how many people will listen to medical doctors and do whatever they say to do expecting completely to get the results with the drugs, the treatments, and all the stuff that the doctors tell them to do, but they won't do what I tell them to do. Right. That's right. Amen. Think about it. Amen. I mean, and I'm not saying don't go with a doctor. I, I, I like good doctors. Good doctors are great. They are. Amen. Some of them are nuts, but good doctors are great. Amen. Right. Amen. People go to the doctor. I mean, they, you know, the doctor says, this is the situation, this is the situation. Here, you get this prescription, Get the pres- do this, do that, do this, do that. And I mean, it's like boom, 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 boom. Just do, 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 do. Right. And what? Expect the result, right? Amen. But yet the body of Christ is so numb to Christian philosophy, that they hear this word spoken, this word taught by Jesus, and say, Yeah, I know, that's might work for him, but you know, might work for somebody sometime. Yeah, but and this is what the Father just said. I was, I was getting ready to go somewhere else, and he just said that. It amazes me how people will follow the directions of doctors to the T, dot the I cross the T, and won't do what I tell them to do. Right. We look into things that are eternal, that are only seen with the eye of faith, and then we call things that be not as though they were, and then we have corresponding action. Right. Amen? Amen? It's who we are, That's right. it's what we do, Amen. it's the way it works. And the things that are seen with the physical eyes are temporary. They're subject to change. And so when we operate in the eternal, the temporary things change. Because right. they don't have a will. That's right. I started to say this a little while ago with McCarkey. That car doesn't have a will. Now, I know some of y'all drive vehicles that seem like they have their own will, because they don't always do what you want them to do. But I'll tell you what I do with a car that has, acts like it has, no, has, has its own will. It gets severely fixed or it gets destroyed. Right. Amen. My, I got this from my dad. He's in heaven now. But, man, he's had, he, had a, he, get, he, he, he imparted to me a love for vehicles. Pastor Jerry and I talking the other day, we're going to build one whole barn just for vehicles. Because she loves them just as much <laughs> as I do. She, don't let her fool you. She's more of a hot rodder than I am. <laughs> You see her in that little white rocket she drives. <laughs> Don't tempt her. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but my dad, hey, I've seen him with, I mean, really good. He had one black Silverado Chevrolet pickup truck. He ordered it brand new, had a 454 engine in it. That thing would burn rubber as long as you'd hold the pedal down. I just did just smoke roll off the back tires. <laughs> I'll never forget the first time that he, he wanted me to drive it. I was an adult, and he wanted me to drive it. And I was driving along, you know, and it was sharp. And he said, get on it. I said, and so I punched a little bit, and it, no. he said, stop. I said, what? He said, stop. So I said, just stop the truck. We're on State Street in Washington, Indiana. You know where that is, Dennis. He said, I said, get on it. So guy said, really? <laughs> I'm like, seriously? He said, yeah. I floorboarded that thing, man. It had dual exhaust. That 454 come alive, and I mean, we burned rubber halfway to the house. <laughs> Glory be to God. I had a blast. My, my dad liked cars and vehicles. But I saw a day, day one day when he went out and the thing wouldn't start. And I, here's his response. Piece of junk. <laughs> Thing's worthless if it won't run. I don't care what you paid for it. That was just, it's worthless if it won't run. Right. So I had my little key in my pocket a while ago. And I was going to tell you, if that thing doesn't run, it better. It will. It shall. It it does run. It runs really good, really well. But I'm not going to just let it sit there and not run. We're going to fix the issue. If you've got a sickness in your body, fix the issue. If you've got a lack in your finances, fix the issue. Now, this is a whole different game when in relationships, because other people have wills, uh-huh. yep. and some of them are crazy. <laughs> yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. So, don't think for a moment that you can fix their craziness. You're not called to fix somebody else's craziness. Amen. Amen. You do what God tells you to do. Amen. Amen. And, and bring them to a point of decision. That's what you do. You bring them the light and make them choose. If they keep choosing darkness, walk away, baby. Stay in the light. Hands off. Well, I didn't get much of an amen on that, but it's still the truth. I'm telling you how to be free because you mingle with the darkness you'll get mingled. And the strength of your faith is going to get diminished. It's not going to work in your physical body, your own mind, will, emotions, or your own, own, own finances. Because you're mingled with darkness. Amen. Amen. Yes, and some of you who might be watching by internet, uh, or may not, I don't know, I'm seeing someone that I've never seen before right now, and you need to understand something. Uh, Your curses are not working. Because you can't curse this. Jesus Christ is Lord, and you will never run Him out of this, His church. So you might as well go on and keep on scrolling, because you ain't doing any good here. What would be better for you would be to repent and come out of the darkness and into the light. In the name of Jesus, receive Him as your Savior, make Him Lord of your life right now. In the name of Jesus. But you ain't turning this at all. Not at all. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so let's see the word of life in action in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 9. I got to get moving. I'm almost out of time now. But I'm going to show you some things. You can study them out later. Acts chapter 9, praise God. Verse 36. Because Jesus said, whoever believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Amen. And this book of Acts, this is the book of action. It's the book of faith action, which is us. This is the church with the baptism of the Holy Ghost going forward as Jesus commanded. Acts chapter 9, verse 36. Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died, whom when they had washed they laid her in an upper chamber. And forasmuch as Lydda was near to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent to him two men desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Come quickly, Peter. Verse 39. Then Peter arose and went with them when he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by him weeping, and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. Verse 40 I think Peter learned something from Jesus toward. <laughs> but Peter put them all out, put them forth, and kneeled down and prayed, and turned him turning him to the body, said Tabitha arise. Wait a minute, whoa, what do you do? He, he released breath of life. Right he spoke words of life. But he had gone there also. Right and she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up, and he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he called the saints and widows, presented her alive, and it was known throughout all Joppa, and nobody cared. Nope. <laughs> oh, and many believed in the lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen. What do you think we need for revival in the 21st century, in 2021? Do you suppose if it worked then, it worked now? Yes, sir. Many believing in the Lord, people that don't believe in the Lord now, I mean, I know they may have said a salvation prayer and wear a cross, you know, somewhere. Right. And it was known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Look at, look at Acts chapter 13. I want you to study this out. I'm going to give you Acts 13 verses 26 through 33, and with it is Psalm chapter 2 verse 7, because this shows us where God the Father raised Jesus from the dead Amen. and brought him out of hell. Right. Amen. Amen. Where did I tell you? 26 to 33. I'm not going to read all those. Verse 26. Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you fears God, to you is the word of this salvation or this deliverance, this healing, and deliverance sent. Verse thirty. But God raised him from the dead, and he was seen many days of them which came up and him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses and to the people. And we declare to you these glad tidings. Now flip back real quickly to Psalm. Hold your place in Acts. Psalm 2, very quickly. Verse 7. Because God released the breath of life, Mm -hmm. I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me, You are my Son, this day have I begotten you. This day have I begotten you. Amen." Amen. All right. Back to Acts chapter 19. I'm just about finished for today. Acts chapter 19, verses 10 through 12. And this is the case of Paul in Asia. This continued by the space of two years, so that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. They heard the word of what? The word of faith. They heard the word of what? He breathed life into that area. And God was able to work special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and evil spirits went out of them. The breath of life. The word. Words were spoken. He went there. He spoke words. Amen? Amen? Acts chapter 20. One of my favorites. We'll end with this one today. One of my favorite stories in the whole Bible. It's a historical event, not just a story. Acts chapter 20, verse 7. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread... Now you re- remember now, we're seeing examples of breathing life into your world, the word of life in action, okay? Upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached to them, ready to depart tomorrow, on the next day, and continued his speech until midnight... I dare you to say, preach on, Pastor Bob. Okay. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together, and there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep, and as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep, and he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. This young boy sat in the window, third story. Paul was preaching a long time. He fell asleep, fell out, and died. Right. Verse 10, and Paul went down and fell on him, and embracing him said, he said, what did he say? Oh, this is bad. No, he said, trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. When he therefore was come up again and had broken bread, and eaten, talked a long while, even till the break of day, <laughs> then he left, he preached all night long. Had a young boy fall out of a window and die. Raised him from the dead. They brought the young man alive and were not a little bit comforted. They were greatly comforted. The word of life in action. And Jesus said, I'm going to unhook here because this is what I've got to do today. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verses 12 and 13, he who believes on me, that's not he who believes in me, or believes about me. Believe on means adhere to trust in, rely on, and cling to. He who believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Now wait a minute, so let's just I'm finished with this. If you're not doing that, the works he did, you're not believing on him. I knew you wouldn't be excited about that, but I'm, I'm preaching it anyway. Amen. If we're not doing the works of Jesus, well, what are they? I told you I was finished. You don't need to turn to this. I will, real quickly. Let me show you something. Uh, this is, again, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite <laughs> passages. We'll deal with this in healing school tonight. Yeah. Here's the works of Jesus. Luke chapter 7. Verse 21, And in that same hour he cured many of their infirmities and plagues, and of evil spirits, and unto them that were blind he gave sight. Then Jesus answering said to John's disciples, John the Baptist, Go your way and tell John what things you have seen and heard, how that the blind see. The lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. To the poor the gospel is preached, and blessed, empowered to prosper and excel is anyone who's not offended in me. Those are the works of Jesus. Teaching, preaching, and healing are the works of Jesus. And if we're not doing them, we're not believing on him. Amen? If he who believes on me, he's going to do that. You trying to get me to do that? Yes! 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 Start with yourself. Right. Amen. We're going to deal with this more in healing school tonight at 6 o'clock. Amen. Start with yourself. Yeah. Work on yourself. Well, I don't know if I want to go right. out. Get possession on the inside of your spirit. I see. I hear. My skin is clean. I'm raised from the dead. I walk. My eyes see. My ears hear. My skin's good. Amen. My bones and muscles work well. I'm not lame. Praise God. There's nothing dead about me whatsoever in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I'm breathing life into my own life. And, and then just start to let it overflow you to get to everybody else. Right. It's that easy. Amen. It's that easy. Yeah, but what if it doesn't work? Come back to church and I will give you another dose Come on. for your doubt and unbelief, right. which is poison in your system. Amen. 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 Some people hear a message like this one time, and they think, yeah, I got it. Well, um, my prescription for you on this is uh, at least three doses a day every day. Amen. 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 Until you are a walking, talking, doing Jesus. Amen. 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 And any symptom says to you, you're sick. Your answer for it's laughter. Any symptom says to you, you lack. You're poor. Your answer is laughter. That's right. Amen. Any symptom says to you, it's bad. You 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 got it bad. This is trouble. You got real serious trouble in your life. This is really going. This is going to drag you down. Your answer? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because we're focused on what's unseen. We're focused on the things that are eternal. And then we speak out. No, 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 no. Wait. You, You don't understand. Obviously, you're looking in the natural. And you don't understand who I am. I've had people say to me, well, how can you get by with that little old group of folks, people? I don't even seem like a church. Because we're not a religious institution right. that everybody says you have to be. We're the family of God. I never noticed anybody say to somebody when they had, you know, 20, 30 family members come together, well, you don't even look like a family. <laughs> you just got 25, 30 people together. What in the world are you doing trying to act like a family? <laughs> Stupid when you put it in that light, isn't it? Right. Yeah, oh, no. You got to have. Name the things. And when all the world's junk, in order to be successful, all the world's junk comes at you and says, you're not succeeding, don't you dare get bent over. I started bent over with it. I started shouting at a guy yesterday. I'm doing this, I'm done, but i got to give you this. It bothers me. I mean, it's hard for me to watch. I've been watching, seeing more and more men my age, not even my age, that are walking like this. And I was sitting in the vehicle yesterday. <sighs> Pastor Sherry was, were you in there with me? You were in there with me because I was talking to you about it. And I saw a dear, precious man, and it must have been his granddaughter walking with him, come out of this store. And he was all, man, and I said, stand up! I, my adult windows were all up. He couldn't hear me. He's halfway across the parking lot. Stand up! Amazing thing—he had had a bag of something in his pot in his right hand, and when he got to the truck, he had a pickup, little Dodge pickup truck. He raised up almost straight up and put that up in the bed. So somebody has convinced him he has this fill-in-the-blank condition that says. His backbone's deteriorating. But when he needed to put that bag in the bed of the truck, he was almost perpendicular. Not, He wasn't quite this, but he was up like that. Mm-hmm. Arm came up. Conditioned to bow over with the weight of whatever the, ever, ever the diagnosis and prognosis had been. Right. And that's the junk that's coming at you every day in the news and all this garbage coming at you, yeah. telling you better bow over with this load. Now right. I'm saying, stand up. Amen. Straighten up. There's one guy that lifts weight. He's about my age, at the gym a lot. He lifts weights a lot, and he's been. He doesn't do a lot for his back, and you can tell because he's getting this thing here going on, and so I watch him, because I'll see him a lot of times. I like him. He's a good guy, but and I'm probably going to talk to him. Amen. As the Lord leads me. Amen. But I'll see. I'll be on elliptical or treadmill or something to see him, and I'll, I'll watch him come. And he's walking about like this. You know, he's got that. I've been doing curls and I've been doing flies and all that stuff. You know, I'm kind of like doing this thing. But but he's got, he's just leaned forward. And I'm like, stand up straight, man. Stand up. Come on, church. It's time to stand up. Pull your shoulders back. Put your chest out. Get that chin up. Uh, Do any of you not know what planks are? Mm -hmm. Does anybody not know what a plank is? I'm not talking about board. I'm talking about an exercise. It's an exercise with no movement. Anybody can do planks. I'll show you how tonight. I'm not doing them in my suit. But it is a straight back, straight neck, chin up, and it is astonishingly good for your core and your back and your posture. Let me show you one I can do real quick, Okay. I, Tori and Sean are like, they're chomping at the bit because this, this is fitness team <laughs> stuff. But here's one right here. I learned, from, I learned this from Dr. Colbert. Um, just stand like this, put your feet about, like with your shoulder, and take your thumbs out like this and fist, and just point them as far back as you can. You need to get them down to your side. Y'all stand up. <laughs> Welcome to the Embassy of Christ International Fitness Team. Amen. Amen. Put them down as close as you can to your side. Point your thumbs back as far as you can. Now pull your shoulders back, and just hold that. Count off. I like counting off twenty-one. That's three sevens. Mm-hmm. Just hold that. Point them back. It takes some effort. Now push them back. Put resistance there. Pull your shoulders back. <laughs> now, re- now, now, release and feel feel what your shoulders and your upper back feel like. Ain't that nice. Now, y'all did that. It's a good stretch, but it's also very effective. There's no, I can't exercise. Oh, yes, you can. And tonight, Sean P. is going to demonstrate planks. (laughs) On the camera. Amen. Father, and just by the way, let me tell you what I do in planks. I do three-minute planks. And I shot for three-minute planks. Don't think that's easy. Mm -mm. I mean a real plank, because your belly's not sagging down and you're not humped up like a camel. You're straight. (laughs) Your back is straight, all right? You know who who encouraged me to do three-minute planks? My 85-year-old mentor, Kenneth Copeland, because he does three-minute planks at 85 years old. I'm like, Lord, I have got to be able to do three-minute planks. And the first time I did, I'm like... (laughs) My arms were shaking. My chest was shaking. I'm like, "Oh Lord!" Now, now, do three sets of three-minute planks. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Glory. I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on what God made us. This is who we are, and this is what we do. Say it with me. I look. I I see. I I listen. I I hear. I I speak. I I do. do. Miracles Miracles are the results. results. This is who I am. it's what I do in the, in the name of Jesus. I love you. I'll see you at healing school tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, I'm James.